Seminar with Adam Arn. Welcome to 3PNR. I'm your host, Adam R. And joining me for this episode is Melissa. It's Farazano, correct? That's right. Yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting name, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. It's very, yeah. I've only seen it once before as, as a child uh, on, on an Anthony. I think you're married to an Anthony, yeah? I am. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I knew an Anthony when I was a kid in Brooklyn. So. <laughs> interesting. You know, that's funny because you know how Facebook connects everybody. Right. And I did connect with another Anthony Farazano. So it's interesting. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of us. There's a lot of Farazanos. So I think we're cousins somehow. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah it's, it's, it's strange because uh, I, I've only ever knew him to have that last name as a kid. And then I, you know, I come across you as a recently and then, uh, now there's, yeah. and then there's an Anthony in your life. What, what were the chances, right? <laughs> Oh, I know. What are the chances of that, right? Yeah, I had <laughs> communion with him. It was the last thing I remember. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Too funny. So, yeah. Melissa, you're a psychic medium. At what point in your life did you start realizing you had these abilities? Yeah, it's very interesting. So, I, I sound like um, when I tell my story to others, I sound like it's the typical cliche story about how. Um, it started with seeing um, spirits as a child, but I mean, that is truly what happened to me. So um, when I was extremely young, I'm talking, I can remember around three years old. Um, now there was only one particular spirit that seemed to have followed me around and I would only see the spirit at nighttime. And it wasn't that my house was haunted because the same spirit would show up if I was sleeping at grandma's house. Uh, it, followed me wherever I went. And again, I only saw the spirit at nighttime. Um, it caused me a tremendous amount of anxiety. And, um, you know, adults in my life, if I would explain what I was seeing, well, the typical response was, it's just your imagination. And so, um, but this same spirit followed me, I'd say until I was at least a preteen. And they say that we have the ability to turn it off. Um, I think the best thing that I did at the time was just ignore it. So, and again, it isn't something that you can discuss with the average folks without, right. you know, sounding, you know, delusional, uh, for lack of a better word. <laughs> right. So, um, so I did the best I could to turn it off, but I knew that I always had this ability and I was, uh, the teenager who slept with the lights on. I mean, I think I did that, um, until I started hitting my adult years and, um, so I'd you say, didn't, you didn't embrace it right away then. Oh no, no. If anything, it, it frightened me. It, right. it really did. Um, I guess because I didn't have an understanding of, of what this was and why it was happening to me. And I often wondered, well, could it be happening to others too? Um, you know, it isn't something I, I guess I questioned, uh, I guess because of feeling judged. Right. So, yeah. And, uh, um, I'd say I think it was about six years ago. Um, uh, it started happening again. But this time, uh, I remember waking up out of my sleep with a woman staring me in the face. Hmm. <laughs> and it frightened the it frightened the, it frightened me. I mean, that's an understatement. Um, and I remember it's funny because the very next day, uh, I had to go to a function and I was trying to process what happened to me the night before. And somebody at this function said to me, you look like you saw a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> so that could have been said better. Yeah, yeah. And um, from that point on, it was like um, uh, the spirit world <laughs> must have said, "Hey, you know, this girl can see us." So they just started showing up virtually every night, and um, I started getting used to it. It started to not frighten me as much, and I thought, "Well, um, what, what what can I do with this? What is happening here?" And so what I did was at the time I started choosing to embrace it instead of fearing it because I realized that there really isn't anything to be afraid of. Um, Now, that being said, it still happens occasionally and it does still frighten me for a moment. But um, again, I've just gotten used to this happening and uh, yeah, learning to embrace it and um, learning to work with these abilities has helped me tremendously. So yeah, it's um, it, it's just become a part of me and, and a part of who I am now. And uh, yep. So um, like I said, for probably the last seven years, um, I just uh, I roll with it and realize this is who I am. And um, I've uh, basically I've had situations where um, people's loved ones uh, will come to me, friends and family and. Um, you know, I, I will basically receive messages from them and I would, uh, you know, deliver these messages to my loved ones. And, um, I thought, all right, well, I, I'm going to assume I have mediumistic abilities. And from then I took time to learn how to work with them. Um, and then created uh, a business giving readings. So that's where I am today. So it's been an interesting journey for sure. I wonder if there's barriers, right? You can tell them, listen, it's 9 p.m. I'm watching my show. I don't want to be bothered, right? Because <laughs> they don't really have an agenda or like any schedule, right? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The biggest thing that uh, I've had to learn to do was learn how to turn it off as best as I can. And when I want to give readings and make a conscious effort to tune tune in, uh, then, then I'm able to do that. There is a bit of a process. It, it comes naturally, but you are right. You do have to uh, set those boundaries and say, hey, this isn't the time. You know, I, I want to be Melissa. I want to, like you said, watch TV and um, live a normal life for this amount of time for <laughs> however long I can I can have it. So, yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I, you know, the more I, I learn, because, you know, I, I don't know very much. I started doing this podcast with the idea of, of interviewing people like yourself and, and whether it be paranormal or psychic or ufology or whatever it may be, even health and wellness or, you know. And so I have an, an evolving mind. I don't set my ways, right? And what I started, I'm starting to discover is that I think you and select other people have a receptor that's open, right? Because... If you And I said this before in other podcasts. I find a lot of people get severe head injury. Mm-hmm. When the brain is damaged in one place, it starts to compensate in another one. And that other area it's compensating in might be the receptor, uh, the part of the brain we're not using. So you might have a receptor. like uh, your, So your, your software and hardware are wired differently than others. And mm-hmm. I think spirits could, if, if that's the case, they could recognize that. Because I don't, is it... Is it the case that when you're hearing them, are you hearing them in your head or, or are they speaking to you like, or does it feel like a download or, or like an incoming call? That's correct. It does feel like a download. So the best way that I describe the information that I'm receiving 
is um, we have internal senses as well as our, um, you know, external senses. So we do have that um, inner ability to see and to hear and especially to feel. They seem to be the three most um, intense senses. So and and there are mediums who um, can taste and smell, you know, um, but yeah, yeah. So we always hear the term clairvoyant thrown around and clairvoyant just means your ability to see. We always hear um, about the third eye, you know, that's considered clairvoyance. But yeah, so you're correct. You you use those um, internal senses. You have an internal sense of of hearing messages, um, feeling, you know, we always say, uh, trust your gut feeling, you know, when your intuition is trying to tell you something. So when you um, receive messages it comes together in puzzle pieces. Um, one of my mentors, if you're familiar with Cindy Kaza from the show, The Holzer Files. Mm, no, uh, I'll have to write that down. Yeah, yeah, she's she's truly incredible. Unfortunately, the show has been pulled off the air, but she's, um, you know, if you, if you look her up, I mean, you know, you'll you'll find her. And she's, she's an incredible medium. And she describes it perfectly. She says, um, mediumship, it's like Pictionary, Charades, and Telephone. And so you receive information in many ways, and it's up to me to put those puzzle pieces together in order to deliver um, the message. So it, that's uh, that's pretty much in a nutshell um, how it works and the best way to describe it. You know, it's it's also a thing too. I imagine where you have to kind of be somewhat prepared for the psychology of a spirit. Mm-hmm. I say this because. I've heard a number of, not that I heard from them, but what I've researched is that some of the, the, the bigger name psychics, I think Sylvia Brown being one of them, mm-hmm. where they, they gave false information to a family. Right. And I got some time to kind of process that. You got to mm-hmm. bear in mind, just as we are here, as we are there, there could be misinformation spirits giving her false information for the, for that purpose, right? To kind of throw her off. It's Now, how do you go about identifying... Uh, something benign versus something that's that's out for bad. Yeah. Um, psychic predictions, I, I think they can, they can definitely be a little tricky and you really have to be careful. Um, you know, um, so there's something, there's, there's a saying that goes, um, not all psychics are mediums, but all mediums are psychic. So, um, <clears throat> When you receive information psychically, you're, you're tuning into um, the, the living person and picking up information, and you may um, sense a prediction. So you can only trust your intuition and trust that what you're receiving is accurate. Um, and it, is, it certainly is not an easy thing. So uh, that being said, you know, we're only human, and you could, you yourself could misinterpret something and and give false information i mean it, it is possible so sure. you really have to be careful you truly do um like like imagine like something like me i'm a prankster i would bother if i i hate to say <laughs> it but if, I, if i'm on the other side and i notice someone on your side could see me i'm like wow that person mm-hmm. could see me i'm gonna you know i'm gonna get involved there you know right uh, but that's just me being a jokester now there's some people out there that are like they're at their core evil and their mm-hmm. job is a is a spread nonsense and start problems. And right. I wonder how many psychics come across entities like that, where they it sounds like an innocent <laughs> voice telling them uh, real information, but they're really doing it to do damage. 
Exactly. Exactly. That's true. That that could very well um, possibly happen. And it's a shame because then they hold that psychic or medium accountable right. uh, for, for misinformation. Um, so and then something that I also realized now, maybe not in the case of Sylvia Brown um, giving information a- about the family, you know, and, and I know that she was her her, her prediction um, was was incorrect. Um, but when, when a person does psychic readings, the one thing that needs to be remembered, um, is that the future is fluid. So, you know, based on our decisions, things can change. So, you know, there, there is, there's that, um, for the sitter, which is the client to keep in mind when, when these predictions happen, you know, your changes could affect everything, you know, the psychic can have a prediction. And then if you choose to do something different, well, then that will change the whole scenario. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I firmly believe that there is no fate. I think there's several paths you could follow mm-hmm. and dependent on those paths are going to be the outcomes like anything else. It's, um, I, I was reading a study of some time ago where there was two uh, wealthy kids. They lived in a family. They came from money. Uh, both of them had everything at their disposal to become successful one became a criminal and the other one became a CEO. Mm-hmm. So that's, and not that that, you know, that has nothing to do with psychics, but the idea that these two people with everything at their hands, still one made a really bad choice. So is it that when you're giving people psychic readings, you could tell them till you're blue in the face, look, this is a bad idea and you should steer away from it. That doesn't mean they're going to listen. They that's just, correct. now they just know. <laughs> right. <laughs> what right. makes it worse, I guess. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the end, I mean, we're, we're all responsible for our, our choices. Um, so yeah. And, um, and, and another thing, I mean, the psychic does have to be um, authentic because the, the unfortunate thing is there are plenty out there who are not, and they're in it for the wrong reasons and they're in it to scam people. And um, I mean, there's some that I would sit, clearly say, you know, stay away from uh, the ones that want to uh, charge this astronomical amount of money, um, right. you know, to, to balance your chakras or do a spell for you. I say, you know, stay, um, stay clear away from them. Um, yeah, the guy wants $10,000 to guarantee you a good outcome. <laughs> exactly. $10,000, exactly. you can make some investments and guarantee a good outcome. So that's great. <laughs> Yep. There, there was a guy, you remember him? Who oh, I forget his name. He was in like the early 2000s. He said he was going to try to communicate with everyone from 9-11. I was blown away by that. It was way too soon. Like that was, mm-hmm. I think I, if I'm pretty sure that resulted in him being taken off TV, I think. Wow. Wow. I can't recall yeah. the guy's name. I could see him in my, in, in my mind. I just can't think of his name. I never really gave him attention. Mm-hmm. So that, I don't know, people like that, you know, there's mentalists out there too, by the way. There's these people they're extremely intelligent and they could basically look at you and, and get small bits of information about you and almost appear to be psychic. Right. Then you got to steer clear of those people, man. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's something called, there's a term for that called cold, re- cold reading. Um, maybe they see a tattoo on your arm and can put that story together. Oh, you know, you lost your mother. Um, yeah, they, or they, they have some assistant fact checking you, right? That's right. I mean, we got right. t- today. It's 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 like uh, being a wizard with the with the uh, internet, right? You can find anything. So. Exactly, exactly. Um, and that's something that no psychic or medium should ever do. And um, the biggest thing that I I do is I really try to ninety nine percent of the time <laughs> stick with people that I don't know. And um, the good thing is the information that I've been able to bring through. I mean. 
it, it's it isn't general. Um, right. it, it isn't on the internet. You know, it could be someone's uncle. I mean, you 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 can't you can't find absolutely everything. So when these right. yeah things come up that when the person says, well, um, that's not listed anywhere, and and how would you know that? Uh, that's where. They know it's authentic. Sure. And, when they're talking about like, hey, what kind of a uh, cookie jar do we have in a house in 19, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, you can't, there's no fact checking that on the internet. So I get that. Exactly. So how many sit downs do you do on, on a given week? Well, it, it all depends. It all depends. Um, sometimes there's quite a few that reach out. Um, sometimes it's, um, it's sparse. And it's funny because it depends on the time of year. Um, when it's vacation season, people may not be, focus too much on readings but then when halloween rolls around uh all of a sudden the floodgates open everybody wants to hear from their loved ones and you're you're um you're you're almost treated like um uh like a uh, like for, for entertainment purposes you know sure. so yeah so it's interesting how you you get a lot at once and then sometimes it's it's very quiet yeah i imagine the holidays would be busier because it's when people are no, most nostalgic mm-hmm. uh they're gonna think of their loved ones they're around they're surrounded by friends or they're not surrounded by friends and family. They've lost a lot of people, and now they're really thinking about it. So I, I would imagine that would be a busy season. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, I think the best thing um, is to rely on your intuition. And uh, some people, I mean, they, they like their divination tools. Um, I do like tarot, but I don't rely on that. Right. Um, you know, people will say, well, you know, I, I want my cards read. And that's a wonderful thing. There's a lot of um, very knowledgeable t- and skilled tarot readers, um, and I, I admire them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not there with, with any of that. You know, for me, it's just kind of like additional guidance, you know. So, yeah, um, but readings come in, in all different forms, and uh, I guess it, it, it's uh, whatever calls to the psychic or medium, you know, to give that message. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, how often? I mean, like, I guess it's a weird question to ask, but are you ever mm-hmm. do you ever get information from the other side, and you're like, I don't think I want to tell the living that, right? Am I, <laughs> there's that, <laughs> like, I don't want to convey that message. It's not something I think they want to hear, you know? Because that again, you get a relative on the other side, and they're pissed off at blah 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 for ruining their house. Like, I can't believe I died. You paint my house green, you right? Know? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I know I tend to to kind of travel in those those sense of thoughts because I, I always think about me. What am I going to be like when I'm if when I pass? Am I, um, and I don't like you know I have this belief system that personally anyway I think when we pass from here we either get recycled here, which is why you have a lot of these cases where people remember a previous life, right. or you go to the next plane wherever that may be. But if if you get stuck in between because I've I've spoken to so many people about the paranormal and afterlife, mm-hmm. there's a lot of cases where people are being greeted by their relatives before passing because you know your your body and your computer your brain. Is making room for the idea that, hey, we're going, and the relatives are agreed. Now, what if you die instantly, fast, right? You're shot, or you're in a car accident, and you're stuck here in a state of confusion, walking around like, what the hell happened? You know? Or some people, they don't want to go to wherever it is. They want to stay here. They're they're like me. I'm Mm -hmm. nostalgic. I'm I'm attached to this this place. I'm going to end up hanging around. So then I think about, what would I do if I'm here? Well, no one could hear or see me, because it's a different level of perception, different frequency altogether. Mm-hmm. And that being said, if I see someone like Melissa and I could, she could see me I'm like, well, there's, there's my phone call to the other side, you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm a bit of a pain in the ass. I'd probably be at your house every day. All right, Melissa, I need you. I'm not going to come here when you're watching TV, but every day I need you to do this, do that. When do you cut that off? Yeah. Uh, um, 
So if there's a situation where there is an earthbound spirit who really wants to make their presence known and, and they enjoy, um, you know, getting your attention, you do have to find a way to set those boundaries, um, you know, say, hey, you know, you have to behave and you have to respect that this is my home and my time and space um, or uh, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. So I know that there's different theories. Some people claim that they can cross spirits over, but some of um, my teachers and mentors don't believe that's possible. And because just like we have our own free will here in the living, uh, the deceased do as well. And if they choose to hang around and you hear the term earthbound spirits, if they choose to hang around, well, that's their free will as well. And um, if they choose to move on, you know, then that that will be their decision. But I'm sure that there's plenty of times where spirits do not realize uh, that they're, you know, they're gone. Like you said, maybe if there was a um, a tragedy where somebody was shot and killed and, and all of a sudden they're deceased and they're like, OK, well, what happened here? And if they start showing up and bothering a living person, uh, you know, maybe that spirit just needs to be told, hey, you know, you're, you're no longer living and you're free to cross over on the other side. Um, you know, there might be situations where they, they just need to know and understand that you're, right. you're, you're struggling here. You don't know what's going on and it's okay, but you know, you, it's time for you to cross over if you choose to, you know, so yeah, I know there's uh, many different, different theories out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, you know, you gotta keep in mind too, there's, Energy has been on this planet since the day four. There's a 4 billion ish year old planet. Mm-hmm. There could have been civilizations long before here that we'll never know about, but their right. energy like ours is still residual, still around. Mm-hmm. And so like a lot of these priests, when I hear, I see these shows where priests are there and they're praying and, you know, leave in the name of blah, blah, blah. What if you're saying it's some entity that's been here predating our existence and it doesn't recognize these words. It's like, it, it has no effect on it. That's right. So, you know, there's a lot you got to make room for. So let, let me ask, in your field of research so far, or any of the sittings, have you come across any negativity, like negative spirits? Not during readings. Not not during readings because um, you, everything has to do with intention, you know, with, with your decisions in life and even um, during mediumship readings. Um, I, you know, choose to not connect with anything uh, dark or with um, bad intentions or uh, hurtful or harmful. Right. Uh, I, I just don't because I set that intention that they're not welcome to connect with me. And I trust that I'm, I'm safe and protected. So I have never had a situation like that during um, a reading. Now, um, I'm also a paranormal investigator and a, a medium with our team fan detectives. And, you know, we've come across some uh, not so welcoming spirits in, in locations who have um, drained our energy, uh, we've left locations feeling sick. So um, that would probably be one of the only times that I've come across something that, um, you know, wasn't, you know, I, I don't like to throw around the word demonic. I feel that right. that word is thrown around so much. And I feel that, um, you know, Hollywood has just uh, made us feel that, you know, demonic is if, if, if you feel a certain way, you go into these locations, well, it's automatically demonic. And that truly may not be the case. Right. You know, there just might be some energy there, a spirit that's not nice, just like there isn't nice people in the living. Well, right. in the spirit world, you know, well, I'm sure there's a lot of the same. So, um, 
But um, like I said, we've come across situations where, um, you know, we were drained, not feeling well, and we probably came across the spirit that, you know, um, did a number on our energy. So that would that would be the only time I could say that I really had um, a negative experience, if you will. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you go to someone, I, I try to express this a lot or as enough as possible anyway. I hear some paranormal people and some other people that are investigating this. They, they, something has put a mark on their body, right? Now, here, here's the thing. These are pure energy, right? They're not here physically. They're manipulating frequencies to be here. So when they want to touch you, whether it's a, a touch, whether they want to hug you or hurt you, it's not going to feel good. They're manipulating energy to touch you. It's right. going to be the same result. So sometimes when you go to investigate a... Uh, a spirit, I think anyway, right? You go to a house and there's people complaining of something in their house. Well, prior to them living there, it's some guy. It was his house for, for forever and he's upset. You're Why are you in my house? He may not perceive what you perceive. Like in, in your house, you have your furniture, your dog, your, your stuff's there. But his perception, his stuff's there. And he's seen it from his perception. He doesn't view it the same way we do on this side. So I think there might be a confusion in how things are perceived, you know, in the barrier anyway. And you're out with a team too. That's right. You're with uh, with uh, Rick Warner, right? And Joshua. Yeah. 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 ERC. Uh, shout out to Rick Warner. Yes. I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna have all you guys on together as a group, by the way, to talk about that. But so how how are you liking the experiences with the team so far? It's absolutely wonderful because we all bring something unique to the table. Um, you know, Rick, being um, a UFO um, field investigator, brings a lot of wonderful skills with investigating uh, the clients of the homes or businesses that we investigate because um, we're, we're very thorough. We really um, have all our ducks in a row before we go and investigate a location. You know, we, we get some information, um, you know, make sure that we feel confident going in there and, you know, we have all the right equipment and um, yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's been great. It really is. Three of us work so well together. Um, now for me, uh, I am not to know anything about the location, very, very little about the history, especially if we're investigating a historic place, um, you know, right. whether it's a museum or a battlefield or whatever it, it may be, because um, I'm to go in there blindly and see what I can pick up and then see if it can be verified with the actual history and even with our equipment. So it's interesting how we work together and how we put all the puzzle pieces together. And um, each investigation is unique and interesting. And it's actually, it's it's a lot of fun. It, it really, really is. I, I enjoy this. Uh, I enjoy this very much. Yeah, you know, it's, it's good that you do that. It gives you a clean approach for a couple of reasons. One, you're right. You get to go in there and you're not, you know, nothing about it. And you you could, whatever you pick up, it could be verified right now on the flip side, even though you're psychic, if you go there with a preconceived idea of what's going on, it's not so much that it'll taint the investigation, but when you pre-program your brain for something, you're still a human and your, your brain, the brain is the most complicated computer on the planet and psychic ability or not your brain, the computer will override whatever centuries you're going to utilize. Because you're going, you're you're approaching that with a with an idea already, right? You you already have the filters on. So what you're doing, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And um, you know what, what's interesting that uh, I found that I can do is even before going into the location, maybe just seeing a picture. Uh, I'll, I'll start picking up information and writing it down, and I'll give it to Joshua, our team founder. 
because um, a lot of times he'll do the research behind that, you know, that particular location and he won't say anything. Um, He'll verify it later. Um, And so something like that, I I believe that could be a form of remote viewing. I did study a little bit about remote viewing just to kind of get the basics and see how that worked. And uh, that in itself is interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So the different things that I studied uh, remote viewing and even psychometry uh, I, I use during these investigations as well. So it, it's it's really interesting, you know, for sure. Yeah, I had Tony Sevillielli uh, on the show recently. Uh, he he, in fact, he does instruction, uh, instructs uh, courses anyway, remote viewing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's pretty, he's got a, a lot of experience with that. I'd spoken to him at length with that in a couple episodes anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that in itself too, and I was talking to him about it, when you're remote viewing, you know, you're, percept- you're altering time wherever you're going. Right, you're leaving your body. You're in a, in a, uh, a frequency that's between now and whenever. So, mm-hmm. you, it takes a lot of training, I imagine. So you could have a good fix of what it is you're seeing because you might, if you remote view, you might go to the right coordinates, but you don't know what date and time you've gone there to. Could be yesterday. Could be days from now. Could be. So yeah, it's. <laughs> I imagine that takes a lot of time to to hone the skills of that. As far as uh, e- so here here's the best question I'll give you too. So mm-hmm. what I get the most, what. And I guess everyone's different, but for you, what is the afterlife? What what happens when we pass from here? Yeah, um, it's funny because I'm still I'm still trying to figure that out myself. It's um, um, I feel that it's an individual thing. Um, you know, whether somebody, you know, they whether they die suddenly and they need time to process that they've crossed over. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not sure if it takes others to transition quicker than, you know, than, than other people, maybe depending on their circumstances and how they passed away. I know that there's different schools of thought. Um, I do believe in reincarnation. And a lot of that is because, you know, past lives um, based on the stories, based on what um, people have talked about, they have these memories of, of past lives. I do believe that that is possible. Um, I have heard something about, you know, you're, you're in this, um, kind of in between you cross over and you're, um, I'm not sure if it's like this school, if you will, where you're evaluating, um, you know, your, what you've, um, experienced here on earth and your life lessons and, you know, um, reincarnating and evolving, you know, as you go into your next life, you're, um, learning new lessons and every time you know, that you reincarnate, that you just continue to evolve, I guess, until, you know, you've reached um, the highest state. So I do, I do believe there is truth in that. Um, I understand that, you know, there's um, religious beliefs, you know, it, it, again, I think it's an individual thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure all of that out myself because so many things make sense to me. So I, I guess in a nutshell, um, it, it all makes sense. It, it, it does, you know, the different theories I've, I've studied and what others have experienced. Um, yeah. You, you know, know, it's, if you look at the brain, right. And I say this a lot, it is, it, it is truly the most complicated computer on earth currently still is. We still haven't completely figured that thing out. I think our consciousness and our, and our uh, soul are the same thing. One and the same. And so when you look at a construct of the brain and you look at a construct of the, the cosmic web and how everything is, seems to be connected in our universe, uh, so on and so forth, 
to your point of reincarnation, I kind of agree because I think what happens is when you when this when our vessel goes, when a machine's done, your energy re it, it gets uh recycled. Or it could go to the next plane. I think Earth is a proving ground. Like I think mm-hmm. we're here just one and this is one of very many proving grounds, right? There's gotta be other levels of and the more I speak to the uh, paranormals and afterlife people and even ufology, frequency seems to be a common thread, right? Uh, and so that being said, when you're, when we're saying about reincarnation, because there's amazing stories of like a kid who could recall events from World War II with some officer that no one had an idea about. So just like when energy gets re- uh, recycled, some of the data might still be attached to it and then resurface later on in, in when it's in its next vessel, Right. So I think our energy is definitely, it either moves on or it's recycled or it's in that state of where, where it's stuck here. And those are the ones I think you're dealing with. They're like, you know what? Uh, I don't want to go to the next place and I'm, I don't, I'm not sure why I'm in this one. And I think that's some of the ones, and that's what I think anyway. So on your investigations and you're, co- you're out with the team and you come across spirits, are you, what, what is the, like, what is the, what do you come across more, uh, sadness or is it people of confusion or spirits of confusion, I guess? Um, it, it's interesting because I, I come across all different kinds of spirits and probably not so much sadness. It's, it's, um, it's funny. They're either very welcoming or they're very much like, this is my home and you're invading my space. Right. So it seems to be one or the other. And when you go into a uh, uh, historic mansion where there's been um, so many um, different people that have, you know, lived there throughout the years, you know, you, you um, I come across just so many different spirits. And it, it's funny, it's just um, just just different um, time periods. So that in itself could be interesting. But it, it really seems to be it's one or the other. They're either very happy to see you or you know, this is their home and, and what are you doing here? So the biggest thing that we do uh, uh, as investigators is first and foremost, come in there respectfully. We are never about commanding or provoking or demanding that anybody speaks with us. Uh, right. We're very much into saying please and thank you. Thank you for allowing us into your home. Um, is there anything that you would like to say? So it's about being as friendly as possible and giving them a voice. So, but um Sadness, I, I have definitely picked up on that. And sometimes that is when I am drained the most from investigations because there's such a there's just such a heaviness at these locations. Like say if there was like a suicide or just something tragic that happened, that tends to hang around. Um I, I guess you can call that a residual energy. And um you you just you feel that. You feel that and it's it's hard to shake that feeling. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting what I, what I come across and every place, uh, definitely has its own unique vibe and one place is very different from the other. So it's, it's always an experience. Mm-hmm. So for you and, you know, I don't, I don't know how certain religions frown on psychics, others, you know, they accept it, And then there's a majority where they're very, very old school and they're, you know, it's, this is, this is, this and nothing else, you know, kind of close minded. So God, the word God, and I like to call it the architect, because especially with all the research I'm doing, I'm starting to think there is definitely something that, I mean, it, it, everything feels like it's design. Like if you look at a, the, everything in the universe and how it operates and 
even our, our, our moon to our planet and by size and ratio and how precise it is, it seems intelligently designed. So what, where do you sit in the, in the, the whole God theory? Well, I do feel that uh, God is, is universal. And for me, um, God and the universe are one of the same. Right. So that's probably the um, best way that, that I can explain it. I know that God has different meanings uh, for, for different people, you know, their religious beliefs. Um, I do feel that God has both male and female um, qualities because, like I said, God God to me is is the universe and um, you know, there's, there's male and, and female qualities, you know, um, with, uh, <clears throat> you know, the moon is very feminine, for instance. Um, you know, it has a lot of feminine qualities, the, the cycles of the moon, which can relate to the woman. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very dual in nature. Right. Um, so, but that, that's the way I, I view God. Um, I do believe that God is, exists because that, that's our universe. It's, it's the world that we live in and we give different um, names and faces to God, depending on our beliefs, our culture, uh, you know, what we were raised with. So I feel that it's, um, it, it's all very personal and I don't feel that um, one belief is wrong. Um you know, I well, feel like no, yeah, I mean, you're right, because listen, all religion has a great message. Mm-hmm. It's a, it seems like a very positive one. It's not it's it's not till some very charismatic, self-serving figure takes the helm and, it you know, distorts it in his in his favor. That's when it gets bad. And like you said, I, I think, you know, something so part of what you're saying about God not having like an identity. That makes sense to me because he's an architect. It's a greater force of energy. Uh, I remember being a kid. So when I was a kid, a friend of mine. Because I grew up Catholic. So, I mean, that's what I knew growing up. And a friend of mine, uh, Brian, was like, uh, well, what made God? And, you know, as a kid, when you go home with that thought and you grow up Catholic, you're like, holy shit, who made God? <laughs> you know? And before you know it, like, and that was my first experience as being afraid of death because then I was really unsure. I was like, wait a minute, who did create God? And is there something greater than that? And I went through this weird phase in my early teens of paranoia. <laughs> And then I, I discovered reading <laughs> and then researching information. And by somewhere, I think, I don't know, my 20s, I just didn't care anymore. And now I'm back into it. I want to learn. <laughs> Full circle. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's it's funny. I have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a, a similar story, you know, raised, um, raised Catholic. And uh, you question a lot of things. And we were told, don't question, just trust and, and just believe. And that's fine. That's fine. If that is something that that you follow, um, you know, I really try not to pass a judgment on that. But um, when you're somebody who questions everything, and okay, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. And why aren't there um, answers to that? Um, it, it becomes hard to blindly follow something. So I'm the same way. I do my own research and I go by what is true and correct to me. And somebody may not disagree with, with my beliefs either. And that's okay. It, for me, it isn't up for debate. I don't go out of my way to de- uh, debate with others. I respect what they believe. And um, that, that's, that's the way I, I roll, you know, to, yeah, uh, it's, everyone it's- has yeah, it's a good way. You want to research. You want to ask questions. Being complacent is weird, right? Because then you, if if you're just content with what it is you're told and how life is, you wake up every day. It's like a, like you're like a robot. You just you have a routine and that's it. And that's not good enough for me. There's got to be purpose. And I'm start you know before this podcast and talking to all the guests I've had, 
I thought when he died, your computer turned off and that was it. Game over. Um, but I've evolved. I've, I've learned so much. And I'm, 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 what you happens is you get to sit down and speak to people like you and other paranormal people. And out of all of this, you grab these few things that you know to a certainty are unexplained. And if there's something that is truly unexplained, then you have to make room for there's something more. And that gives me comfort. I'm hoping my journey with what I'm going to learn via podcast and documentary when I do it, I, my goal is to discover not all the answers. There's no way I'm going to get all the answers unless some freak thing happens and I, and I get to talk to a you know, spirit face-to-face. And even then, I might be the pain in the ass for the spirit because I'm never going to stop asking questions, right? Yep, that's true. That's true. Um, and that, that's the thing uh, that uh, um, I, I also believe, uh, that nobody has all the answers. We don't. Um, and any guru, uh, whoever it may be, that claims that they have all the answers, I always say run because, you know, we, we only know what we know. And um, yes, some people have studied, researched, they're very knowledgeable based on um, what they've learned, you know, through, through studying and through their own experiences that they can, they can teach to others. I mean, there's definitely value in that, but uh, we truly, like you said, we truly don't have all the answers until we ourselves cross over and then it's, you know, it's crystal clear as it's, it's going to be. Yeah. What, what happens when you cross over? And you meet this group of, uh, you know, pe- uh, entities on the other side. And they're like, hey, watch this. There's a portal to <laughs> there's a yeah. portal to their world. We're going to mess with them. <laughs> it's like a Friday thing they do, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I personally never witnessed anything ever at all. Uh, this is why I'm doing this. I'm going to go out and do the documentary. And you know what? Before I say I never witnessed it for any other reason than, you know, maybe it is or isn't. I'm going to take responsibility. I never really went and looked. I never really asked. So I'm doing a podcast and I'm building a network and I'm going to go do the documentary. I'm going to go to the places because it's kind of irresponsible for, and I hear a lot of these naysayers. If you want to disprove it, it's not good enough to say it's not real. You go prove it. Just like there's investigators investigating the paranormal. You go investigate the paranormal yourself and whatever, you know, deliver the proof at a table. I mean, that's the way it should be. It's, it's, it's bizarre to me. For I, I, you know, how many people to this day still say UFOs are not real after the 2017 videos where our government released and we're finally hearing government say, we, well, we're not exactly sure what they are. Come on. <laughs> you know? right. right. No, I, I completely agree. And, um, you know, it's 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 OK, especially during paranormal investigations to use discernment, because uh, right. the truth of the matter is not everything is paranormal during investigations. And. If you, um, if a person fakes being touched or fakes being scratched, well, you only made yourself look bad. And and if you're working with a team, you know, you make the rest of us look, look bad. You make us looking incompetent, um, you know, that we're, we're not to be taken seriously. So um, when I, when, when our, like, for instance, when our equipment goes off, the, the biggest thing that I make sure of is that it is not feeding off of something else. Are there electrical outlets, something around, is there something that could be causing this to go off? Uh, try to find that logical explanation. And when we absolutely can't, that's when we say, okay, uh, this, this has to be paranormal because we can't find any reason why our equipment is going off. Nobody's around. There's nothing that could be feeding off of it. Um, so 
but so no, I'm, I'm right there with you. And then there are people when there's so much evidence in front of them, like what, what you said with, you know, the UFO um, footage and people are like, no, no, that, that can't possibly be real. Well, how can it not be? We, you, you know, this was caught. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I know mm-hmm. people like this too. I, I know them like they're so, I'm not bashing religion. I don't want to do that. But some of these people like, I know that I know that I know, and this isn't real. And he made here and here only. Okay. Well, they did invent the telescope. Right. <laughs> and, and eventually we didn't notice that there's the astronomical amount of planets and solar systems out there and, and galaxies and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You got to make room that there's a, look, if you're not willing to eat aliens for breakfast, then how about maybe there's a plant life on some planet or bacteria? That's life, period, right? right? But mm-hmm. it, this, like, so I'm not kidding. There's people like if aliens or ghosts or whatever it is, it's always the devil. He seems to be to blame for it all. He's escaped. No, it's the devil. There's no- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, so, that's demonic, and that's that's the devil playing tricks on you. It's crazy. Like, yeah, like, so, yeah. So, so the devil has nothing better to do in his time than fly UFOs around and or cause right. to stop it. <laughs> I imagine that guy's got bigger things on the plate. That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. Oh no, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, there always, there's always somebody or, or something to blame. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that say that about me um, as an investigator, as a medium, oh, she's under the influence of, of something, you know, uh, some negative demonic. Okay. If that's yeah, what you I feel, mean, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, trust me, if the devil's a real thing, right. If or, I think he would have better things to do personally. And, you know, I had a friend of mine too. Like I get, I, so again, I never witnessed anything. That's not that say that things are not real. It just means I didn't invest the time to go look, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I'm going to start doing. I mean, there's people like you and the team you work with, a lot of, tons of other people that I've spoken to that they go out there, do their work and they find things. And some of the things they find are pretty incredible. And so I had a friend uh, ask me, he's like, well, what are your thoughts? If you're doing a podcast now, I mean, what are your thoughts? And I said, well, I don't know yet. I'm going to go look. He goes, I said, he goes, you've never seen anything. Like, I've never seen a ghost, nothing. He goes, you know why? I'm like, why? And he's like, because you're a jerk. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, real? Because I could be, people that know me in life, I'm sarcastic. I have fun. You know what I mean? I'm a little, a little out there. And he just framed it as like, yeah, you're a jerk. They're not going to want to talk to you, man. <laughs> you're not the guy. I was like, fine. I'll find the people they talk to and I'll try to record that, you know? Because yeah. it's, it's, you know, to his credit, he made me think about that. I went home and thought about it. I was like, you know, maybe I am off-putting. Because every time I've heard people tell me about places that, are, that either had uh, activity, I'd go there and nothing would happen. Uh, even as a kid, there was an, an incident when I was a kid. I told the story many times where these the friends of mine saw this thing on the other side of a lake. I ran to it. Then I come to the conclusion, maybe I am too aggressive. Because the one time I was somewhere and, and I could have sworn something was there and someone I was with said they are definitely there. I'm like, come here. I want to talk to you. And uh, then I thought, all right, maybe that's not the right way to do this. <laughs> so, so if I ever get, when I get to meet you guys, as I'm out in the field, uh, I'm going to have to sit, I'm going to take a back seat as you guys do everything, right? Cause... Yeah. Yeah. And that that's true. That's true. Um, I'm not sure if, if um, spirits show up for certain people, certain personalities. Um, uh, I don't really feel it's about being like the chosen one. Um but I'm, I'm not quite sure because you are correct why some people truly have, they have these experience and others do not. Um, I do feel safe to say that most of us have had some kind of experience. It doesn't have to be um, seeing a ghost, but you've, you've had some kind of experience in life where you had some kind of synchronicity and you're like, 
how on earth could that have happened? There's no logical explanation. Um, you know, we, I feel that we've all had something in our lives that we just cannot explain, you know. Well, so. you know, like I said earlier, you, you have these, the so, when I say the software, uh, I refer to the brain as a computer always. I will always do that because it's, to me, it's impressive what it can or cannot do. So you might just have the, the software for it, right? And, and maybe things on, if you listen to the episode I did with Stephen Merck, and he, Steve Murr, and I believe the same thing, there's a lot of parallels with paranormal and ufology and, and a lot of other supernatural things. There's definitely parallels that involve frequencies, vibrations, uh, different planes. So you have the software, whereas I don't. And I think it, it plays a big game too if you're very, if you're an inviting person, like, Good spirits aren't going to approach me because <laughs> they know <laughs> I'm going to put them in a. All right, before we go any further, we got to talk about this. What happened to you? What's on the other side? What do you see? I, I'm a pain. I get it. Uh, <laughs> so, but for you, they, they see you have the receptor and that you're inviting, and perhaps that's where you get it. That's how you get it. I mean, that's what I'm trying to solve anyway. I agree. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because uh, I've heard I've heard two different theories where it's um it, it's a gift and and no don't call it a gift it's just an ability so i uh i compare it to a child who uh, you know at a very early age they're they're fantastic with art they can draw anything and where you know me as an adult i don't have that talent okay well, well why is that um you know i i think that it's where our skill lies and um, I guess this this would be, you know, my skill, um, my gift, if you will. And a lot of um, psychics and mediums say, don't don't refer to it as a gift because, you know, you sound like you're full of yourself. Um, <clears throat> you know, that being said, something like I'm, I'm comparing it to somebody who can draw well. Well, um, I can take classes. Uh, I could take art classes and I can probably be OK with art, but I'm not going to be an artist in, in my life. I don't have that ability and as far as like um, psychic abilities go, well, everybody's wired with the same internal senses as me. And as you said, maybe somebody like me, I'm just more heightened, I'm more sensitive, I'm more receptive to pick up information than the average person. And then there's also a theory about, like you said, when our brains are computers, some people are more right-brained um, um, and others are more left-brained. And I believe your right brain is where your intuition lies. You just pick up these downloads and um, your left brain analyzes. That's our analytical mind. I think I'm explaining that correctly. Um, so some people are just naturally more right-brained. And um, I, I get these downloads and I'm, I just, I, I roll with it. I must not take the time to necessarily analyze those. I just kind of take what I receive. And that's the information I get when I, I do my readings or go into a location about what I'm picking up on. Um, so that, that's my take on it. Yeah, you know, like you said, I, I like what you said, by the way, about the right, left brain. You know, women are, are uh, can use both sides of the brain where, uh, simultaneously where men can't. Interesting. I just read this recently. Like, so men, we could be really upset and then and, and really angry, but we can't be happy and angry at the same time. We, we, it's not possible. Women can explore more emotions than men in a single moment. I don't know why it is. I, I, I have to watch a documentary, the full <laughs> ones. I just started reading about it. But anyway, like I was saying, good point. And... The download or the software. So when I say the software, again, uh, for you, we all have the hardware. And people ask, like, well, why aren't all people psychics? Uh, what, so we all have the hardware. We just lack the software or the download, right? I mean, not everyone did what Michael Jordan did. 
he had a, he clearly had a gift, right? And he and he honed in on it. If, if you go to a level of focus, the, the abilities of your computer, your brain, are remarkable. There's people out there that are super thinkers, super athletes, or or just they're really wonderful or great at doing something that they hone their they focus on. So for you, you know, you you've discovered your ability and you're, you're honing in your your ability to utilize it. You have the software. Some people just I don't know. It's a tough thing to do is to say something's not real. And I keep going over that because I hear it a lot. Like, oh, it's not real. I'm like, well, how do you know that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, just like you want to say, ask them to prove it's real. It's, it's on you to prove it isn't. And good luck. <laughs> Let me know the results. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real, I want to seek. I want to find them. So my curiosity gets the better of me all the time. And I have a wild imagination, which leads me down the road of creating crazy theories. I have a lot of theories and I've heard people, especially about ufology. I've heard people say great things about my theories. Like, Oh, that sounds really good. Well, if it sounds really good, it, I'm not the only one. There is this thing I think I believe is called collective consciousness. I think other people have these thoughts. They just don't speak about them openly. So. I agree. I feel that it really comes down to that people fear what they don't understand. And I feel that maybe it's some kind of, um, just um, what, what's 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 the term? You know, they're just they're trying to protect themselves yeah. um, because of that because they don't understand it. So it's easy to just say it's not real. You're you're making that up. It's not real because the thought of something other than um, something abstract versus something concrete. I mean, it's like to me, many people cannot look past what is in front of them because looking beyond that scares them. I don't understand why because just like you said. Um, the world is a fascinating place and you want to explore and learn as much as you can. I mean, I truly enjoy living that way. Um, just to have this one track mind, it's pretty boring. Yeah. Um, but many people do, unfortunately. And I think it's some kind of defense mechanism. That's what I, that's the term I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, some kind of, you know, just something inside of them. It just protects them because they can't comprehend it. It's too much. It's too much to comprehend. So it's just easy to say, it's not real. That's make believe you watch too much TV or whatever they chalk it up to. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, there's the other part of the world that they, they need the organized, organized religions to, to maintain some kind of control because then consider how many of these people are like, oh, the only reason I don't kill a neighbor is because of God. <laughs> <You know? laughs> only reason I don't cheat on my wife daily is because of God. And you know, I hate that. I don't want to be a jerk when I say this, but if you need literature and a, and a and a belief system to not want to harm other humans, you probably don't belong in the herd. You know, it's a there's a scary thought that you need some incentive to not harm people. That scares me, right? So yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that being said, let's uh, let's talk about one of the cases you worked on that you enjoyed the most. Wow. Yeah. There's a. There there have been um there have been there have been quite a bit of cases. Um. I'm I'm trying to think which one that we in, we enjoy the most or not we uh, because you know the team we all have our own opinions as to what one would uh would be our favorite um hmm you know, i'd say probably my very first investigation with our team it was at the selma mansion in norristown pennsylvania and it was uh, that was so exciting for me because i never uh, I never worked as a paranormal investigator, especially as a medium. I've done group investigations with other teams. So this was very exciting for me. And when I opened the door to that mansion, I just felt like I was hit by a tidal wave. 
uh, the energy, because there were so many spirits in that place, the energy just, it was overwhelming. I had to step outside and catch my breath and kind of reground and regroup. And it wasn't a negative experience. I was just like, wow, this is intense. This is exciting. And um, going through the different layers of that mansion and meeting different spirits. And as we were saying earlier, getting a feel for their personalities, who was happy to see you, who wasn't. Um, that was very interesting. And uh, I'll never forget when I started investigating one of the servants, I believe she was from the 1700s. Uh, her name was Martha and she was so welcoming. So, so welcoming. I tuned into her energy and she just wanted to show us around the place. And she was, a. Uh, it was great. It was great to be, um, to first encounter a welcoming spirit and like I said, as we moved into the different um, levels of that mansion, um, by the time we got to the third floor, I believe it was, there was a not so happy welcoming spirit up there who um, we, we were uh, investigating a child's room. And I felt that the spirit was very much protecting the children. You know, who are yeah. you people and, and what are you doing in here? And um, there were two wings to the third floor and we stayed on, we stayed um, in the right wing. I, did not feel comfortable going into the left wing. I felt like, um, I just felt like this gentleman was protecting it and he did not want us in there. And I respected that um, because I do treat wherever we go that this is this is their home. You know, we're still in the spirit's home. So uh, probably because that was my very first investigation with the team, seeing our equipment going off, especially in that child's room. I, I mean, what we do now, spirits will... Um, focus on different equipment. Not all of the same equipment goes off during these investigations. And we have a teddy bear with a sensor inside of it. So if a spirit um, tries to manipulate that, and you really have to manipulate this bear, you can't just walk up to it, you know, just walk past it. Um, in this child's room, that bear was going off like crazy. So that was pretty fascinating to see for me, you know, uh, for the very first time as an investigator. Uh, so I would say that 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 particular uh, place was probably probably my favorite because it was a new journey for me. And uh, the whole thing, it, it was just, it was very exciting. And uh, I found that I was able to start tuning into some information about that place well before I went in there. So that, that was also fascinating as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I could hear your energy. You really enjoyed it. And I, I never considered this, how taxing is it on you emotionally and, and uh, energy, just your overall energy when you go to these places? I'm pretty exhausted the next day, honestly. And we talk about the word, you know, protection and protecting ourselves. And yes, it's important. But so you, you have to still have the right mindset, even when going into a place and protecting yourself, whatever that may be. You know, it could be according to your beliefs. If um, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're Christian and you want to wear um, some kind of cross jewelry or, um, whatever it may be, you know, I might carry like a, um, a particular crystal with me. Um, but protection is a lot about your intention. You know, you go in there saying, um, I'm protected and, and I'm free from harm and I'm going to keep that mindset as I go into these locations. Um, but that being said, uh, I do feel it's important to cleanse yourself afterwards and, set that intention that nothing is to follow you home. You know, you're not to come home with me. You're not to attach yourself on my equipment. Um, you're to stay here. And, you know, and, and that's that. Right. So it's about going into these places, um, not fearful, because if you're coming in there fearful, to me, that's a negative vibe that you're bringing in there. 
Um, but you set your intention that you're going to be okay. Uh, but that being said, usually I'm trained the next day, but a, a lot of that, it's, it isn't because something attached itself to me. It's because spirits will drain from you just like they drain from your equipment. They're draining energy in order to communicate. So, uh, that's something that I usually face the next day. I really have to, it takes a lot for me to wake up. Maybe I need extra sleep. Uh, whatever it may be, you know, you might feel a little all over the place, but that is usually how I feel after an investigation. That's pretty typical for me. Yeah, I would say, because it's, it's a lot to endure, especially with, you know, again, you have the receptor pulling this information in. I know what it's like for me when I'm just thinking about a few things and that's, that's exhausting. So I can only imagine, you know, um, a parapsychologist said to me once, uh, when it comes to, the, to you know the whole thing about either removing spirits or, or making them not follow you, it if you exude confidence, typically they don't follow. You know, you're you know they, they look for vulnerabilities, whether they be a bad spirit or a good spirit. If they see a vulnerability, they can attach to that. And that and that when he said that, that made a lot of sense to me because that's how people are. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what humans do. We, we have attachments for depending on the, if you come across a person in life and their relative or a friend. And they do good things for you, but they, they they put their foot down. This is how it's going to be. You're going to heed that. Like, okay, you're right. It's going to be that way. I, you've made you've you've created a boundary, and I'm going to fall, I'm going to not go over it. So I imagine the same. You know, as is here, as is there. I, I would imagine the same. Absolutely, I I completely agree. I don't feel that there's um it, it makes a difference whether it's the spirit world or living people. You do you you set those boundaries and and like I said, you know we go into their their place respectfully. That is their that is their home. But you do you set the boundary. Okay, uh, you're staying where you are. I'm going home. This is it. Very very nice to meet you and thank you for letting us investigate your home. But uh, this is where it ends. Um, so I completely agree. Uh, I, I mean, now I can't speak for everybody, and this is just maybe my own assumptions, but I don't think it's typical that something follows a person home. Like you said, maybe there has to be some kind of vulnerability, and I'm, I'm, and I'm not by any means saying that it can't happen, um, but just just my own thoughts and feelings. Like well, yeah, you said. some of them are strong. Like you said earlier, they have their own will. Some of them are just strongly willed. They're like, yeah, I don't care about your boundaries. I'm coming home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there's like um, these shows I watch where these guys are taking their shirts off. Like you want to fight? Like it's a ghost, man, or a spirit. It's energy. What are you gonna, right. What are you going to fight, man? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And that being said, uh, I do feel that you can cause harm. You can certainly cause harm if you come in there with that attitude. Oh, you know, you touch so and so. Why don't you do that to me? You know, yeah. you come in there ready to pick a fight. Um, you just might get some kind of attachment. You might get something, you know, doled out back to you that you may not like. So I don't think that's ever a wise thing to do um, because I think you're asking for it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Not, not to mention you're in a room where there's paranormal activity and you, you so long as you're, I don't know, I guess balanced because imagine walking in a room where, there, where there's activity and the, the activity there's, you know, not bad or good. And you're being a monster, you know, just screaming it's going to catch the attention to something else that is not, on the other side, not going to be dealt with very easily. Right. You never know who's listening. Imagine right. that. You know, it's like the big, the, the, the big guy, the spirit world. Like who the hell is this guy talking to? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cause I just imagine um, strolling into anybody's home, a living person. Are you going to come into their home yelling and screaming and picking no. a fight with them? Well, <laughs> you know, you might just get what you're asking for. So it's, it isn't wise. I, I completely agree. Um, yeah. If you wouldn't do it to living people, you know, don't do it to the spirit world um, because you may not like what's going to happen. So especially, I, 
Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. a realm where they utilize energy to touch you, right? They have to manipulate energy to feel you, to touch you. Like if, so if, I don't know, to me, when I saw these, I see these people and they're screaming at these spirits and they're, they're trying to put on this act of like, I'm here and blah, blah, blah. All I can think of my mind is like, you're kidding me, right? Like, what, what, where did you learn this? <laughs> you know? Unless yeah. you, anything short of an ecto pack, right? Like from Ghostbusters, I don't see it. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I ha- I don't recommend that by any means, you know, no. for, for anybody, an investigator or or just anybody to walk <laughs> come strolling into a place that you know has activity and, and provoke because, uh, yeah, yeah, you you may not like what's coming to you and uh, you may get an attachment. You, you truly may. So, yeah, I think I think, I, it, I think an attachment would leave me. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly do because I'm one of these, I, I, I swear by it. When you come to meet me, you're going to notice like if I've come across one of these, we're going to, I want to talk. I want, mm-hmm. I'm not leaving until we talk. I'll, I'll, I'll take up residence here until we speak. That's just right. how we are. I got a question. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I got, I'm that, I'm a weird person, Melissa. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to do this documentary and I'm going to, it's probably going to be my demise, right? I'm going to find Bigfoot. I say this to everyone. I'm going to go running at something because I got to touch it. I got to grab it. I need that evidence, you know, right. for my, not even for the general public, for me, at the end of the day, it's, I need to, I need to, I need to satisfy my curiosity. It's, I'm right there with you because people ask me all the time, how does this not frighten you? You're an investigator. I mean, aren't you afraid? And I'm like, honestly, no. Now that being said, I wouldn't go strolling into a place by my, myself. Um, you know, I, I like having my team there for support, you know, and, and there's, I don't think there's any harm in that, you know, you're, there's, you know, strength in numbers or whatever, but it's, it's really not out of fear. Um, it, it's just like, I wouldn't go any place, go strolling into any location that I'm not familiar with, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's a common sense thing yeah. more than fear, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a very curious person and I don't scare easily. I mean, Yes, the spirit's waking me up in the middle of the night. That took some time for me to adjust to that. And I might get a quick little, um, you know, just just feeling of fear because I'm. it's more like startled. I'm not expecting it. And then I'm like, okay, all right. You know, I, I see you. Thank you. I'm going back to sleep, you know. Um, but as far as investigations go, I'm the same way. I'm very curious. I love uh, getting that evidence. I mean, it's it's fascinating. It, it, it isn't scary. It's fascinating. It truly is. It is. I mean... And you know, at the end of the day, for for people like me, it's it's a question of your mortality. At the end, no matter what it be, UFOs, Bigfoot, something that's parallel to our normal helps us answer questions about our mortality. And that's really what it boils down to in a lot of cases. You know, some people they don't they don't really want to look at it in that view, but it's right. answering important questions to us. Yes, definitely, definitely, and. Um the one thing that I, I wholeheartedly believe, especially about the spirit world, is um, it isn't, you know, our, our loved ones, uh, you know, we're, we're, they aren't some far off place in the sky beyond the clouds in some dimension that, you know, uh, we, we, we can't reach. I do feel that uh, they're around us. I mean, you know, the, the next dimension is, is very close to ours. And maybe there truly is a portal where they can step in and out um, of our world uh, crossover if they um, want us to know that you know they're they're with us we hear I hear people say all the time um, I sensed my grandfather's presence in my house uh, for a minute I, I truly felt it was him and I say you know what I believe you're correct I believe he made his presence known to you that he's still around you uh, he's with you and you you felt that you sensed that you know um, I believe there's truth in that definitely yeah. you know when you start 
researching space, like, uh, and, you know, physics, and you start learning that atoms that are here are affected from atoms across the entire universe simultaneously and instantly, and then you look at a cosmic web and how everything's connected, your loved one's energy could be, and this is my opinion again, my theory, when you think about the cosmic, so the people that get recycled here, it's because they probably didn't do so great here. Here's Earth or, you know, whatever Earth is for you. It's your proving ground. You are a real jerk here or a killer, whatever it is. You're getting recycled. You, you can't go to the next level yet or the next plane. Start over. Or your name's Melissa and you did so great here for people as a human. We're recycling you because we need you here again. Or you go to the next plane or you're stuck in between. So then try to imagine, again, that if atoms and could have a, an instant reaction to one another from across the universe. Now that's just what we know from science. Now explore the ideas of what we don't understand. And yeah. so the, the very entities you're communicating with may just be like you said, in another plane. But if you get, if you look at a cosmic web and you look how everything's connected and you're communicating, so it, it could just be a link. And again, I think you have a receptor. I think you have the software. Some people have the software. So others don't. Some people are greater in other things than other people. So I think these links are viable. I think, I think it exists, personally. I agree. I agree. Uh, I have heard the term auric space. Uh, you know, people. there are people out there that can read auras, and I believe that's our energy field. And our loved ones cross into that field. Like So, um, and, and we always hear people that say, um, I, my loved one visited me in my dream and it felt so real. And again, I, I do believe there is truth in that because you are in a different state of consciousness and that makes it easier for your loved one to come into that state, to cross into your org field and communicate with you. Um, I do believe there is truth in that. And I'm actually very jealous of people that have those experiences because I, I don't dream too much about, you know, loved ones who have crossed over. They don't visit me in my dreams, maybe because I'm too busy connecting with people in my, uh, you know, while I'm awake, that maybe when I'm, I'm sleeping, maybe that's where my brain says, hey, you know, I, I've had enough. Uh, this isn't the time to visit me. But <laughs> um, but I do feel that they, they cross into that uh, energy field of ours. Um, you know, especially for those that have those experiences while, while they're sleeping, they're just, they're more um, vulnerable to that. You're more open to that. You're more receptive to that at that time. Yeah. Cause both sides of your consciousness are working together. They're operating at the same level. Yes. So, you know, that's, it's, I don't know, man. Like I, I a good thing people can't see my dreams cause they are messed <laughs> up. <man. laughs> I wake up from some of my dreams. Like I woke up from a dream a week ago and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's in my, and I think he's, I was just reading so much paranormal stuff, trying to learn more that in a dream, I heard like a spirit whispering, whispering in my ear. And I woke up from my sleep and I felt like hot and cold. I was like, cause I, I like that nervous unfeeling or whatever. So I sat up like, all right, something's here. I got to see it. And then I realized what time was. I'm like, now, <laughs> now, like you, like out loud. I was like, if you are here, like if I, and this is the time you visit, I'm not happy. Like, right, I right. All the time in the world for you. And you pick now. Forget it, going back to sleep. <laughs> well, that's one thing that I, I was told uh, that the spirit world, they, they don't have a concept of time. Nope. And like, like you were saying, you know, you're, you were vulnerable to receive some kind of information, some kind of contact, you know, you were, uh, it, it was your time to, uh, to receive that. So 
Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's where, too, we always hear that cliche, well, the spirits are more active. It always seems to be three o'clock in the morning. I'm not quite sure why that is, but I have had a lot of experiences at three o'clock in the morning. A lot of times that is when I've been woken up out of my sleep. So I don't know if that's significant in their world, uh, but I think, uh, but I agree. It's like, why can't you talk to me at a different time? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, for me, it's a dream because I, I didn't get the, I it's just, I have a lot of dreams that are like very detailed extremely detailed um so then i wonder i always after these dreams like how how powerful the computer my brain how powerful is this thing to to make these whole worlds and these scenarios that i've clearly never been in and just make this entire movie right before my eyes and i can't really remember all of it. no one ever remembers all their dreams but the parts you do remember you're it's, it's amazing the detail so then you take into factor someone with like yourself and other psychics where you have the software and you could, you get these downloads and, and the ones that are clairvoyant, they could see things like I, I, whenever I hear someone say, well, there's no way clairvoyants are real. Like you ever had a dream that was so real. You woke up, you were convinced it took you a minute to come out of it. Then now picture someone that could focus and harness that in their mind. That's powerful. And you know who else could do that very well? Artists could do that. People. Yeah. Could, so it's, it's in this world we live in now. I, I, I just don't, I don't think it's good to cast out. I think it's great to ask questions and learn more, but don't cast out because you just don't know. We don't know everything. Exactly. I, I completely agree. Um, keeping an open mind and, um, you know, just, just continuing to learn as much as you can, like you said about the world around you, or if there's um, something that just truly interests you, a lot of the different things that we, that we talked about and you, you take that and you, research that further it truly is fascinating it really is and um i agree with you that it just boggles my mind that many people are not receptive to this sort of thing it's just too out there for them they can't if they can't process it then they just boom shut it off uh it's just you know these things are beyond my scope of understanding too but i still would like to learn about it i'm still fascinated enough that i want to take time to try to put those puzzle pieces together and just get some kind of understanding um, because it is, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing what you learn. Yeah. But and, and it's very important to never be a master. Always be a student because you'll always pursue more. Always. I completely agree. Um, like I was saying, you know, we, we nobody has all the answers and uh, to keep that open mind, um, you do. Even if you are um, just learning the basics again, there's just something, there's something new in the basics that you may ha not have, uh, realized before so um like you said to keep that open mind and to always be a student it's it's very important because um i feel like with a lot of things we're just scratching the surface uh we really are you know yeah i think science is going to bridge the gap between re uh, fiction and reality soon and it's going to give i predict people like yourself are going to it's going to help you because eventually we're going to have chips in our brain and they're going to, and you're going to be able to connect your conscious and your subconscious and you're going to be able to communicate without words. And then there's going to be things that you could perceive that you could otherwise not perceive. I think things are right. going to change. I completely agree. I do. And uh, so, so like you said, I always uh, strive to, to be that student and to, I continue to take classes under um, some very good uh, mediums who have, you know, done this for a really long time. And even if I'm taking a class where I feel like I have, a basic understanding and okay, is this a waste of my time or money? A lot of no, no 100% of the time it's not because there's always something valuable that I can take from those classes, right. um, you know, that I could take on my investigations and gain more knowledge. 
you know, more evidence um, that I can bring to the table that can be verified with the history and with our equipment. So uh, I always strive to learn as, as much as I can. Uh, I completely agree with you. And I applaud that. And uh, so, Melissa, before we close, where if I know you do some uh, sessions online as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I do uh, virtual readings. Um, I read over the phone and and face to face. And so I do have a Facebook page, and it's under Psychic Medium Autumn Melissa. That's my Facebook page, right. Psychic Medium Autumn Melissa. And you can also find I do have a, a website. And it's uh, psychicmediumautumn.com. And I'll put that in description as well. So I'll, I'll have those links for people to find. Great. Thank in you. In the meantime, Melissa, it's, it was great. We're going to be doing it again soon. I know that certainly, right? We're going to have me, you, Rick, and uh, the rest of the team on coming up soon. So in the meantime, I had a great conversation. I look forward to the next one. Me too. Thank you so much. It was wonderful meeting you. And yes, um, lots of a great conversation for sure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise, by the way, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you.